Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. It's Saskia and I have a brand new episode of content for you guys. If you're new to the show, let me just say that this podcast is 100% about you. I answer your love and sex questions that you submit to me anonymously. And as always, if you have your own question, you can head to yourplaytimeradio.com and use the submit tab to anonymously leave your questions. I look at everything you guys submit and I really do my research and think about how I'm going to answer your questions. I try to be thoughtful and sensitive and I hope that questions I have answered are helping you. And if you're looking for something a little spicy, if you're looking for a really great sex playlist, you should check out my Spotify where I have a full Playtime Radio track list under my Spotify, which is Saskia ZG. And yeah, hit shuffle. (laughs) Okay, so I've got this fabulous glass of rosé next to me because I'm feeling very summer inspired, even though, well, it's not very summer like or spring like even where I am, but. Let's just take a second and set an intention together and let's get ready to relax. So whether your intention tonight or today or whenever you're listening is to learn something new or to find something that resonates with you or just to completely unwind and listen to twaddle, (laughs) maybe that's why you're here. Just take a second to focus on your intention and we're going to breathe in and out. Like a full belly exhale, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so you know the drill. Crack open a bottle of wine, light a candle, do some kegels, align your chakras. Let's get into it. And now it's time to play. Here reads my first question. I was with my first girlfriend for two years and it ended really badly. And I definitely came out of it more hurt than she did. I'm in a really happy relationship now, but I recently found out that she's in a new relationship with another girl. I never knew that she liked girls, so I'm quite hurt and wondering whether she even loved, ever even loved me, especially since we ended so badly. Is it wrong for me to feel hurt? First of all, I love this question. I think it's really incredible to receive questions that are so self-aware and Um, so honest and vulnerable so kudos to you for even being able to express how you feel because I know that this situation can be confusing and I do have some advice for you so hopefully I can help the first thing I have to say is that as tough as this might feel and as valid as your feelings are you shouldn't take it as a personal slight the real reason that this might sting it's not just that she's in a same-sex relationship now it's that she's chosen to pursue someone who is biologically, diametrically opposed to you. And that obviously from this you might infer that maybe her new girlfriend is completely opposite to you in other ways too. What tends to happen when we have a bad breakup or even just a, a relationship that we're very emotionally over-involved in is this little phenomenon that I have heard about and have now really realized that I personally have been affected by, and you probably might have as well, which is overcorrection. Now, this is a phenomenon of when, for example, let's say you date a a guy who's a real slob. Your first love just can't keep 
his car clean, his room's a mess, he's dirty or just untidy and you put up with it because you love him and because you want this relationship to work and you try to fix him or whatever and when it doesn't work out you find yourself dating someone who is such a neat freak that he makes you feel subconscious and overcorrection is just a mechanism of us trying to almost make up for lost time even though well I don't think any relationship is a waste of time but we feel such a need to avoid making the same mistakes and I think we're hardwired to avoid making evolutionary biological basic mistakes that we go in the complete opposite direction and I've noticed that I've experienced this subconsciously where um, I'm attracting a completely diametrically opposed kind of person after a, a relationship with someone who's again the completely different side of the spectrum And this is just us trying to overcompensate for what we perceive as our mistakes in relationships and thinking that the solution to our innate relationship problems might just be that we need to be with someone completely different. So because we want this really fresh start, we just dive into the deep end and we really explore the unknown. And I think this is what your ex-girlfriend is probably doing. She, I don't know whether she's had other relationships between her new girlfriend and you but from the sounds of it this could be an overcorrection and this could be a case of her saying I know this relationship didn't work out in the past and I want to try something just completely different and get it out of my system and see whether this is a me problem or a person I'm dating problem and if you didn't know about overcorrection I think it's a really interesting concept to just think about and apply to your own life I'm sure there are examples not just in dating and relationships, but in all other aspects of our lives. Like even with things like dieting, we overcorrect all the time. If we have a bad day, we, I don't know, just eat too much. And then the next day you're suddenly working out for an hour and you're deciding that you 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 can't eat for the next three days or whatever it is that you're overcorrecting in your life. I think it's really interesting to take a step back and look at your habits and Look at the unrealistic goals perhaps you're setting yourself by over-correcting. Okay, but let's get down to it. I, I've i been in a similar situation and I'm sure that they never listen to the podcast. So I feel quite comfortable saying this and, and also we're on really good terms. <laughs> so I feel okay talking about this. Um, and I think the key thing to bear in mind is that you are in control of how you frame the situation. The one thing you do not want to say to yourself is, I turned someone gay. <laughs> you really don't want to do that. Um, also, I think sexuality is such a spectrum and we're so fluid. And it's such a cliche, but it really is true that, for example, even if you didn't know that she liked girls, maybe she didn't know at the time that she liked girls either. Maybe she did. But the point is that she's clearly still learning about herself. And more importantly than learning about herself, she's expressing herself and finding an outlet to express herself in a new relationship. So don't beat yourself up if you didn't see the signs (laughs) that your ex might have been interested in girls as well. Because frankly, they might not have been there to begin with. She could have been hiding them. She might have been repressing them because she didn't want to acknowledge it. But if she's with a girl now, then perhaps she's feeling more confident in herself and more accepting of her own sexuality. 
But I gotta say, I understand that this hurts. I mean, how could it not hurt to think of your ex loving someone else, especially someone who is the antithesis of you biologically? But one thing you can be certain about is that you are not the sole reason that your ex is in a same-sex relationship. I find that there's so much growth between relationships and a lot of emotional labor between relationships that we don't acknowledge. And I'm sure that you being in a really happy relationship now is also part and parcel of your growth between your first relationship and now. And I think your your ex-girlfriend being with a girl is just a sign that she's grown and she's learned a bit more about herself. And, you know, it's not to say that she's going to, you know, end up with a girl or that she's only ever going to date girls from now on. But I think it's a positive thing that people go for different people after us um, and that we can... <laughs> I mean, they're overcorrecting too and I don't think it's a negative thing. And I just want to say that as I've been in the situation, I I might have a little bit of a handle on how you might be feeling. And I want to suggest that you think very, very carefully before reaching out, if you are thinking of reaching out to your ex. Here's a very hard truth. No matter how badly it ended with your ex, she shouldn't have to justify not dating men for the rest of her life just so she can fit into your preconceived version of her I said it she does not have to have to justify herself the same way that I hope that if you were in a same-sex relationship now or if you were dating someone who's completely opposite to her in a different way that you wouldn't feel the need to justify to her why you're doing that or that even worse that you would live a lie and not date the people you really want to after that relationship because you don't want to upset this perception she has of you so, I mean, for example, I, I was eventually on good enough terms with my ex to talk about it. And it was actually a really funny conversation. But I got to say that that wasn't what gave me closure. I got closure way after, on my own, years later. And it happened when I came to terms with the fact that they didn't owe me anything. And our relationship was sort of crystallized in my mind. And I think that it hurts even more because it's first love. And first love, first love never dies. It just doesn't. And I know that my ex is very happy now. And I'm very happy for them. And I just realized we're both better off without each other. And the closure doesn't come from having a big confrontation of, why are you doing this to me? And, and taking it personally. I just think you have to realize that who they date after us, who they date after you or me, it, we just it's just another experience for them. It's not a slight on you. And unless you have a really toxic ex, they're not dating someone just to hurt you. That is really something worth bearing in mind. So yeah, essentially, you have every right to feel upset about it. But frankly, it is none of your business. I hate to say it, but it's true. It's just not. And what I am hearing is that you are both now in happy relationships and that's really what matters. As I said before, first love, it, it never dies. But often, I think we find closure when we least expect it. Or In my experience, I find closure when I've least expected it. You know, you maybe, maybe you're like me and you've thought of everything you want to say and you've got this whole speech planned and then when it finally comes down to having that chat with that person, 
it just doesn't help or you just don't even need to say any of those things anymore because you realize you've already moved on and if I've learned anything from being in a similar situation it's that like I said while it is personal you do not have to take it personally you are in control of how you respond to this and I think we're all figuring things out all the time as Kylie said it's the year of realizing things me and my friends were just realizing things <laughs> and I think always gratitude for your ex truly um at the end of the day your ex has helped you find your path a bit better and realize what you like and what you don't like and perhaps that ex has led you to your new happier relationship with someone that you feel you feel very happy with right now so there's always something to be grateful about that and vice versa I'm sure that you and your relationship with her really informed her choices and I hope that you can look back on this relationship and not feel that it's been tarnished by the present and that closure will come when you least expect it and when you are really happy and not bothered just aren't bothered so truly I gotta say this thank you but next this is question number two I've been dating a great guy for a month or so and I thought it was going really well as we have similar interests and I find him attractive. He texted me this weekend saying he's not used to dating someone my size. I've always been tall and thin but his comments made me feel insecure about our height difference. He's a few inches shorter than me. I think he's saying he's too uncomfortable about to continue seeing each other but I really like him. Is it worth trying to make him reconsider and how do I not feel insecure about my height now? I love nothing more than an objectively short man who does not have a complex about his height. I think there is nothing cooler than someone who knows they're on the shorter side and who just doesn't let it affect them. I've met people who are short, sure. And I'm, I mean, when I say short, I say, I mean like 5'4", five, 5'3", five, like my height. And yet, somehow their confidence and their their unbotheredness about being objectively sure especially for a man is so attractive and when when we focus on a problem when we overanalyze and when we deep something it actually becomes a problem and it becomes perceptible not just to ourselves but to everyone around us we're always picking up on people's energy and if we have a complex about whatever it is, maybe you're having a bad hair day, maybe you're insecure about your height, maybe you're feeling insecure about anything. As soon as you start feeling it and projecting it outside and letting other people know, oh, I think I'm really short. Everyone else starts to, guess what, perceive you as short. And it becomes, it's kind of vicious circle, a self-fulfilling prophecy. So... Listen, it's short king spring, and so I'm really not here for this person's behavior. And to me, this reflects an insecurity on this guy's part, not on your own. Because, as you said, it hasn't bothered you until he brought it up. And you were clearly willing to look beyond the height difference because you felt you really liked this guy. So I'm very sorry to hear about this. And I think also this complex about, you know, this, this, this sort of this thing about people being short or tall 
who don't have a complex about it. I just think it is attractive. So the thing I want to say to you is that you need to date someone taller. But when I say taller, I mean mentally taller. And what I mean by that is you just need to date someone who's confident and comfortable in their own skin. I mean, clearly this guy, if he, if you're saying, you know, you got on really well, clearly he felt that emotional connection you did too. And he still decided that it was too awkward or too uncomfortable to date someone taller than him. And uh, yeah, again, I think that speaks a lot more for his character than it does for yours. And I think as a woman, we always have this conception of having to date, we have to date taller men or else, you know, we're not with someone worthy of our time. And unfortunately, if you are tall, I think you especially have to let go of that idea that you always have to date taller men. Because frankly, sometimes they're a bit hard to come by. And this will only feel important if you attach significance to it. This is only going to affect you if you let it affect you. As I said before, how you perceive things, that's totally within your control. So you can either let this this short man with little confidence crush you and your confidence as a tall woman. You can let him crush your confidence or you can just tell him to bite the dust and move on to someone better. I think something that might help you is to look up power couples who have a height difference. Because I did this with my friend. We were talking about this. We were talking about shorter men who date taller women. And there are so many that you don't even realize. I didn't know that Sophie Turner was so much taller than Nick Jonas. Was Is she with Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas? But I really like her. Um, or you have people like Zendaya and Tom Holland who look adorable together. And yet she's taller than him. Um, the article we were looking at also listed Peter Dinklage as being much shorter than his wife and I just thought that was maybe a little inappropriate given that he has a genetic condition that has made him that way and it's not just his height but yeah I mean Miguel one I think one of the sexiest people alive if you're not listening to Miguel's music you need to do something about that but Miguel is not a tall man and yet he's I think he's married boo boo it's made of no, Miguel is super sexy but he's he's short and again this is not someone I interact with on the daily and I haven't seen, met him in person but I'm saying that I think people can be attractive of any height and doesn't really doesn't really have to correlate that you can only be attractive when you're tall so maybe that might help you to look up couples with a height difference the key is to not let this get you down because yeah, there are men and women out there who refuse to date above a certain height or below a certain height. And unfortunately, they exist. And I'm not going to tell you that it's all in your head and that you should never, ever worry about your height when meeting a man or whatever. Or roles reversed for men. Because unfortunately, like, there are there are just are people out there who are just going to look once at you and say, yeah, no, I can't do that. It's too intimidating. And and I think it boils down to that. It's intimidation. <laughs> especially with a man dating a taller woman I think a lot of the time it can be a problem of feeling dominated by a woman especially early on and men want to feel really masculine so you being tall might emasculate some men and make them feel like you're unapproachable or they don't want to date you but the key is 
to not let that affect your confidence that will then affect your game with men who are interested in you. Yeah, so some men just won't pick you, I'm afraid. And that's something you have to come to terms with. The same way that there are some people who will never go for you or like everyone's got someone who won't date them. And that's just a fact of life. Unfortunately, we can't have everyone. But the key is that you don't let someone who isn't for you and who doesn't want to be with you dictate how you feel about yourself and your body and then let that feed into how you behave in future relationships. You do not want to bring someone else's insecurities into your life and into your mind that you then, sorry, my shoulder just clicked, that you then project onto whoever you're with in the future. You just don't want to project that kind of thing. The crucial point is just to not let your height affect your game. And I'm sorry that this has happened to you, but maybe this is a good way of weeding out people who are insecure from people who are confident. And being tall is so cool, and you're probably an Amazonian warrior. <laughs> and the grass is always greener. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure I'm 5'3", and it would sometimes be nicer to be taller, but by the same token, I, I'm sure there are tall girls who feel the same way about being a bit shorter and maybe looking a little more approachable. <laughs> so, yeah, your height is, I think, really cool. And you just have to learn to embrace it. And like with everything else, with anything in dating, whatever's happened to you in the past, don't project it onto your future relationships. So I wish you all the best of luck. And yeah, just don't let anyone affect your confidence ever. My final question for this episode. It's a short one. Here it goes. Hi, I've been with my boyfriend for four months now and I think I'm ready to say I love you. Is it weird or wrong to say I love you first as a girl? I think I have answered this or a very similar question previously, but hopefully I can add some more insight and clearly this is a question. I've had this question before, I know, so clearly this is something that people want to hear about and if you're going to take away... If you, if you just want to listen to one thing for my answer, I will just say right now, in short, it is not weird or wrong to say it first as a girl. However, I think you might be making a mistake. <laughs> this may be a hot take. This may be something that some people disagree with and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. At the end of the day, I'm just answering questions submitted to me. This is my opinion. And... Yeah, if you disagree with me, that's that's totally fine, and I'm open-minded. <laughs> I I can be easy, I can be persuaded when with reason, but this is just my opinion. And maybe I can even hear the gasp of some people saying, oh, "So backward and sexist to think that a woman can't say I love you first, and you're so antiquated, Saskia." And I can also hear some of you thinking, "Shit." <laughs> I said I love you first to my boyfriend. I, 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 you know, proposed to my boyfriend. I, by, by the way, I met someone who's engaged, age 20, the other day. It, yeah, that'll have to come for a different episode. But I can hear some people saying, oh, I was the first, I asked my boyfriend out for the first time and I said I love you first, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get some flack for saying this, but 
I'm personally not interested in wearing the pants in a relationship. I'm just not. I think the the reason why I personally would not want to say I love you first, even if I feel it, even if I know I want to say it, is that this to me is a test of whether I have a reactive or an active partner. Because saying I love you first, you're prompting a response. Whether it's a response of nothing, essentially, and of I'm not ready yet, or I don't know yet. Or whether it's an outright lie of I love you, fingers crossed behind my back. That's a reactive partner. And this is someone who maybe hasn't taken the time to think about it or to even just intuitively feel that they love you too. But someone who's just reacting split second in the moment and says something to keep the peace and to keep it together for now. Or someone who knows how to say the right things to a person for whatever game that they want. And don't get me wrong. Your boyfriend could say it back and you could have the nicest relationship for the rest of your lives. You could be so happy and in love forever and ever. And I could be so wrong. But I probably wouldn't want to be in that relationship myself. And I'll tell you why. Don't be be offended with me. It's fine. This is just my opinion. But I'm going to say that I think as a girl in a straight relationship, saying I love you first. Oh, I'm going to get hate for this. (laughs) I think it kind of, you're kind of depriving yourself of a really special moment by saying it first. And for what? And for what? (laughs) I would much rather hear it said to me when I know that someone really feels it and that they're ready rather than feeling that they have to say it back or feeling vulnerable by clearly loving someone much more than they love me (laughs) and don't get me wrong there are so many you know there are so many different ways to show love and there are love languages and there are ways of showing that you love someone other than just saying it and I think a lot of people just get wrapped up in this idea of you have to say I love you in this in this relationship and it has to come at a certain point and it has to be said by a certain person or you just have to blurt it out whenever you feel it but I think you are depriving yourself of a really special moment of hearing your boyfriend say it for the first time and knowing that he really means it rather than just reacting. I'd much rather have an active partner who just says it says it when they're ready, <laughs> when they feel it. And I'd much rather be reactive in that situation. And I can hear some people protesting or maybe you're protesting, but I know that we both love each other. I know that we both feel it. I know that we that he loves me back. Do you? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> I love to say this, and I said this a lot. I'm not sure if... I say it in real life all the time. Particularly with my mother. I have said this to her so many times, but... Men, straight men, are really good at saying what they mean. And they're also really good at not saying what they don't mean (laughs) and what I mean by that is that men often talk straight men (laughs) often talk in omission and the things that they don't say things they choose not to say are just as important as the things that they do say and my mom and I were talking recently about 
a very interesting phenomenon it's been studied called well it's a theory of um, revealed preferences basically that you can talk all you want the basic principle is that you can talk all you want and you can say you know i love you i love you whatever but we reveal our preferences by our actions and not our words and what's the point of having your boyfriend say i love you back if they're not showing you the love or if they're actually not ready to be in love with you yet if if that makes sense and also this doesn't mean that he doesn't love you you know i i hate to be a pessimist i'm not normally but um I think waiting just means that he doesn't feel he has to say it back or you don't have to have this awkward pause when you say it. And by my answer, I don't mean to say, you know, he can't turn around to you in a few months and say, it's been six months and I and I love you. I love you so much. That can still happen. I think we often feel that we have to, like I said, put a deadline. You have to say, I love you after six months or you have to move in together after a year, whatever. I don't actually know if that's the right number. So please don't take any, take that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> and maybe this, this isn't as progressive as I would like to sound because on this podcast, I do encourage people to be, to be vulnerable and to be honest in how they communicate and to be open with their partners and with people that they love. But maybe this as a woman but I, I think it's a little too vulnerable. If you ever, <laughs> have you ever had a really messy night out and then you've woken up the next morning and just felt cringe? And you don't even know why you feel cringe, but you know you did something last night that you, you kind of regret doing this morning. I think this is how vulnerable that might feel. And this is not to say that your boyfriend does not love you. Maybe he does and he just doesn't know how to express it yet. Or maybe he's expressing that he loves you in a completely different way and you haven't realized that yet. You aren't observing his love languages, whether it's he shows love to you through act of service or through quality time or words of affirmation. No, not words of affirmation because, <laughs> sorry, that would be I love you. But I love that you're in love and I don't mean this to knock your relationship because your boyfriend might really feel the same way and I just really I really think that your boyfriend should take on this emotional labor in the relationship this little bit this little bit of just saying I love you I think is his responsibility and that just may be me being old-fashioned and having an antiquated view and feel free to take my advice or not this is just me personally and this is how I view it and maybe this is just a different perspective for you to think about even if it doesn't resonate with you. Maybe you're listening to me and thinking, oh my God, she's she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm really in love and I need to say it now. Fine, go for it. I, I'm sure your boyfriend loves you back. It's just, I would much rather hear it said to me than hear it repeated back to me. Does that make sense? I would, I, yeah. So if you don't like to conform to gender roles within a relationship, go for it say it in my opinion just I think letting your boyfriend be brave and take that risk is great and I I have men in my life male friends who have felt emasculated that their girlfriends are always wearing the pants and always driving forward and 
making the next step and just doing the most when they want to feel that they're doing that when they're ready so you saying I love you first makes you in charge of the pace in my opinion and it sets a new level of commitment and consistency and expectations which generally I think straight men love to do I was speaking about this with a friend and she has a completely different view to me and saying I love you first has completely worked in her favor and she's beyond happy and I'm so happy for her for me personally however I'd much rather be ready to say it back knowing that I've been sitting on a feeling of love for for a while I'd much rather that than him not being ready to say it back again this is just my personal opinion but I think you're depriving yourself of something that could be a really special moment if you just blurt it out and yeah take your time take your time to really figure out how you feel and how you can best express how you feel maybe it doesn't need to be vocal maybe you can try a different love language but yeah in my opinion it's not weird or wrong at all it's just not my preference hope that is somewhat helpful all right that is everything i have for this episode thank you so much for listening if you made it this far you're a gold star (laughs) as always if you have your own questions you can head to yourplaytimeradio.com and i forgot to mention in the intro that you should also follow me on instagram the instagram is yourplaytimeradio i post some sexy pictures on there yeah I i think the i have so many things i want to post so better keep making the episode so i have an excuse to <laughs> and, uh oh yeah please rate the show on whatever on is it itunes you can rate it on i okay on i on podcast on apple podcast i have i think one or two reviews and one is from my dad who went by the brilliant nickname of daddy cool so i think it'd be really cool <laughs> if there could be a maybe a few more reviews than other than from just my dad. <laughs> Shout out, Joe. Love you. <laughs> anyway. I think I just doxed my dad. <laughs> so, I hope you're having an amazing day, wherever you are. Amazing night. And I hope you're feeling loved. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> and I will see you very soon. I've got, I've got lots of new content coming up. I've just been very busy with life as 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 we all are but i make time for this because this is what i i really love doing so i'll see you very very soon Mwah.